Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the program. I'm Lori Rubinson, talking sports, having fun with you here the fan at 877-337-6666. Producing tonight, Mr. Connor Green and Peter Schwartz on the updates. EJ Stewart up next for your overnight. I will be with you for four hours until 2 a.m. Have some great guests for you. The first about hour and a half. It's me. It's you. Open phone lines. Uh, talk to Connor or hit me up on Twitter with your comments, with your questions. At L. Rubinson, I'll read some on the air. And some great guests for you. Um, we've got Brendan Cuddy from The Athletic on the Yankees. Going to get into some Yankees questions as we preview and look to spring training. Are you worried about starting pitching depth? Are you worried about left field? Which Yankee, if you could get rid of one off the roster, who would it be? Is it Aaron Hicks? Is it Josh Donaldson? Is it IKF? If you get rid of one person. Uh, anyway, we'll talk some Yankees. That's coming up with Cuddy. That'll be around 1125. Then coming up in the 12 o'clock hour, around 1220. Zach Braziller from the New York Post going to join me. We're going to talk some basketball. The Knicks at the All-Star break. Uh, the Villanova, or as uh, <laughs> as the Post was calling them, Nixonova. Um so we'll talk about that Villanova effect on the New York Knicks. And where can this Knicks team go? What's the upside now? Obviously, Jalen Brunson, kind of an all-star snub. But, uh, but Brunson, the impact he's had on the entire team. And now with the trade for Josh Hart, where can the, this Knicks team go this season? What, what's a fair expectation? And... Is this another one of these Knicks mirages that we've seen where there's one good season followed by, you know, they take a step forward and then it's backwards? And, and the next, you know, we saw that two years ago. Looked like they were on the up, uh, upswing and then last season was dreadful. And they don't make the playoffs. Or with Jalen Brunson now as a foundational point guard for this team, are we seeing a team that I'm not saying is an NBA Finals contender right now, 
a championship contender right now. They're still a star away from that, at least. But have they turned the corner to being a respectable NBA franchise that we can rely on, depend on, to be a playoff team year after year? And then even beyond that, not even talking about like a eight or nine seed play-in game, but like talking about a, can they be a top six really in the playoffs team consistently? Can the Knicks be that? Is that what we're seeing the foundation being built? Got to build someplace before you get to that championship potential roster. So where where are the Knicks at the All-Star break? And talk to Zach Braziller about that, and then a little college hoops with him as we are really just a couple weeks away from March Madness. And so a little conversation, college hoops, we'll do that also with Zach. Um, all right, and then coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, going to be joined a uh, new guest for me for the show. We have somebody, uh, a new shot here, Michael Nania. Um, on the Jets quarterback decision, he is co-owner of Jets X Factor website, co-host of Cool Your Jets podcast, and just thought uh, he had written some interesting articles, um, some interesting analysis. Obviously, the big topic, huge topic of the offseason, not just here, but even nationally, is going to be a lot of eyes on the Jets and their quarterback situation. So... Who should be the quarterback of the New York Jets this upcoming season? What are the factors to consider when you're looking at who should be that quarterback? Who gets to make the decision? Who will make the decision? Is it driven by the owner, Woody Johnson? Will Joe Douglas, the general manager, get to be the guy who casts that final say, has that final say and, and, and makes that decision? So a lot to talk about. And then also we wrote an interesting article I also want to talk a little bit about, which is the new Jets offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, who obviously was Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator with the Packers. And then a horrific head coaching stint with Denver. But now he's the Jets offensive coordinator. And so I want to talk a little bit about his style of offense and we know it would be well-suited, of course, for Aaron Rodgers. It was for years, MVP years. But what would other players look like in that system? How would a player like a Derek Carr fit in it? So I want to talk about all of the possibilities there. So those are the guests. Um, in terms of topics, well, all of those, of course, are topics. Um, but got a, a few others for you. And, uh, and then I'll kick off with some stuff, and we'll open the phone lines. We'll open up uh, some, some comments and uh, questions from Twitter. But a good one from one of my listeners, Rick, on Twitter, um, asked me this question. And I said I would bring it up on the air for all of you, and I would also address it. And the question is, he wanted to know what I thought in general of the World Baseball Cla- Classic, but specifically for this year. He said he always worries about players getting hurt, but specifically this year, he thinks it is particularly stupid that they're doing it this year when they have all these significant Major League Baseball rule changes hitting us this year. So if ever there was a year where players needed to have a spring training 
to figure out some of these new rules and figure them out with their their teammates and their coaching staff in coordination for the beginning of the season, it would be this spring. And here we are taking a lot of significant players off of their rosters and onto the World Baseball Classic. So what do we think of that? 877-337-6666. And I guess I'll I'll answer that one off the top before I get into a couple other topics that I want to hit. You ask, I answer. That's how it works here. (laughs) <laughs> whether you call in or on uh, on social, you hit me up with a question. So, Rick, for your question, and we'll see what other people think. Feel free to weigh in on this. But um, what do I think of the World Baseball Classic? So, in general, I have a love-hate relationship with the World Baseball Classic. The love part's easy, which is I love baseball. I love competition. So I enjoy watching the World Baseball Classic. I do. It's fun. And sometimes we get a, a, you know, the folklore of Captain America and David Wright and, and, you know, stuff like that pops out of the World Baseball Classic. Or we get the, uh, you know, the, uh, the sticks banging together, what are they called, ukuleles or whatever um, and, uh, and we get the fans from other parts of the world, the, like the thunder stick kind of stuff, and the chanting and the dancing, and you see the customs and traditions and how into it fans are, whether that's from, you know, Korea or, you know, from uh, from South Korea or those are fans from the Dominican Republic or fans, you know, from all over, just how excited people get about it. So that's the joy part of it that I do love. The passion and the joy reminds you just, I don't know, the, the reasons that we fell in love and fall in love with sports all the time again and again. That's the love part. I love watching baseball. The hate part is exactly what you said, which is, look, it makes you bite your fingernails through the whole time for players on your favorite team's roster that you're now just panicked are going to be injured. And ultimately, it doesn't, I mean, it, it doesn't, it, for us as Americans here, like, yeah, it's fun, it'd be nice to win, whatever. We don't care so super much. I mean, there's not even a question. If I asked you, what's more important, your world, you know, the United States winning the World Baseball Classic or your favorite team winning the World Series, I don't even have to open the phone lines to that. I, I mean, I know your answer. Your answer is, I want my favorite team to win the World Series. I can't imagine there's, you know, any of you that would say otherwise. It, you know, and it doesn't mean we're not patriotic. Love the United States of America. Love our country. Absolutely. Can be patriotic, but the World Baseball Classic, I don't know, it's like a new contrived thing. It's fun. Sure, I like it. But if you're asking me that or... Would I rather have that or the Mets win the World Series? It's not not even a competition. Yankee fans. It's been since uh, 2009. You know, what what would you rather? Like, of course. You'd rather win the World Series. So would every other fan of of Major League Baseball teams. Like, I get it. And so to have an exhibition 
potentially cost your team an injury. Uh, you know, I think back with Mets fans. How about Seth Lugo? Remember the year he was like brilliant in the World Baseball Classic. Fantastic. Threw like 15 brilliant innings in the World Baseball Classic. And then the next thing we knew, oh, he had a minor tear in his UCL. I think that was, you know, back in 2017 or whatever. You just don't want to risk it. So that's the hate part with the World Baseball Classic is, and, and the hard part is like, there's never really a good time for these things. Because if it's at the beginning of the season, you've got pitchers in particular just rushing it maybe a little too much to get in there and be ready earlier. And maybe they they mess up their throwing programs. And then you got, if it's the end of the season, you have all the wear and tear on players from an entire season, and especially, again, pitchers in particular, and you don't want them throwing innings. This is never a good time. But then on top of that, the point that Rick made is an excellent one, which is, you know, we have three significant new rules. And when you think about them, the pitch clock, all right, so now pitchers are going to have to speed up and hitters are going to have to be there in the, in the batter's box knowing you got 15 seconds and then, and then I think 20 seconds if, if there's a runner on base. But otherwise, you got, you know, you're going to have to, Pitchers and catchers are going to have to be on the same page and get in rhythm, in rhythm, in sync or rhythm. I guess that's rhythm. Get in sync. And then, so then, so that's one rule. Then you got the other rule limiting shifts, defensive shifts. So now if you have to have players, two players on each side of the bag there in the infield, um, that's going to be a little different. Players have to figure out their positioning, how that works, and, and get used to covering maybe a little more ground. And there's different things going on. How do double play partners work if things are a little bit different than they've been? It's not like it's going to be that hard, but they got to get used to it with their own teammates, with their own pitchers and catchers for the pitch clock. And then you got the larger bases. Also not complicated, but... I don't know. Doesn't the first base coach want to time things out with the pitch clocks and the larger bases and certain players and get a sense of stealing and you know with your te- your specific players, all that? I just think Rick's right. This is gonna be. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun, World Baseball Classic. But you're gonna be nervous about injuries. And then this year would have been helpful to have had. With the rule changes. So, fair question asked, answered. All right. Other things to talk about. Other topics that I want to toss out to you. Um, I just, you know, I guess the World Baseball Classic, I was saying, the joy of sports. The other topic that I've been thinking a lot about with um, the Knicks as we hit the All-Star break. And just watching them... And watching the impact, the 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 Brunson, the Jalen Brunson effect on this Knicks team, and it got me thinking about this concept of that I think we tend to, you know, the analytics people and everybody, <laughs> um, we we underestimate sometimes the importance of team chemistry. And yes, if you have all the talent in the world, you can overcome players who don't like each other and bad chemistry, and you can still win. 
And in certain sports, it's more important than others. In baseball, sure, I think it's important to have chemistry. But you can also have the Bronx Zoo and have fights in the dugout and still win. In a sport like basketball, you have five guys on the court. You have eight, nine, maybe ten that are actually in a rotation playing. I think chemistry does matter. And, and the cohesiveness. You know, baseball in a lot of ways is a lot of one-on-one performances. That pitcher versus whoever's up at the plate. Yes, defense is a team game. And there's aspects of it with baseball. Are you advancing the runner? Or are you selfishly, you know, kind of going for your own hit? There's things like that. But basketball is so in sync and coordinated. Chemistry matters. And I see a guy like Jalen Brunson and the impact. And then now, I, I understand it's only been three three games, adding Josh Hart and seeing this concept of this team chemistry where you see a Knicks team that just feels less, it just at times, it's always felt like there's so much heaviness around the Knicks. Like they're playing with weight on their shoulders. And when you get a good point guard and somebody with the unselfishness, even though he's scoring like the last 20 plus games, scoring 30 points a game. So it's not like he's not scoring, but he's an unselfish player, Jalen Brunson, who looks to get his teammates involved and makes others around him better. And you see the joy. They seem to have fun playing together. I don't know. More fun to watch as a fan. I think there's like a a Patrick. You see it? It's like a Patrick Mahomes is like that. Players who play with a joy that other guys love playing with them. Steph Curry. They lead and excel, but people love playing with them. And you can be incredibly successful, obviously, at the highest levels. If you are like a, a Michael Jordan who your teammates are scared of. And pushes people. And winning is fun, absolutely. But it doesn't look as joyful. <laughs> Getting pushed. You can push guys in different ways. And Jalen Brunson just seems to have a little bit of that. I'm not saying the talent. It, it, it's clearly not the same level. I'm not putting him on the same level as those other people. But to have as a leader and as the chemistry he builds with a team... It's a little bit more of that Mahomes-Curry kind of person that others gravitate to. And if we're thinking about the Knicks and the question I asked before, long-term, short-term, is this a mirage, is this a one-year thing, and will the Knicks slide back, not be a playoff team next year, all that, the important thing for the Knicks is going to be, do other players want to come play for the Knicks with Jalen Brunson, I think he's the sort of player that will breed a team culture that others are going to want to be a part of. And we haven't seen that. When was the last time the Knicks had a player, a leader, somebody who was like that, that other players wanted to, gravitated towards, wanted to come play with? I think that's important, the joy of it. All right, so that's 
one topic, I guess, a, a joy of sports and chemistry. The second topic um, that I'll put out there, and we'll get into this and we'll start taking your calls. Um, we've got a bunch of others. I got some spring training topics for you, Mets and Yankees edition. But the other topic I'm just going to call tough decisions, career-changing decisions, franchise-altering decisions for years. The Jets have one to make now, and the Giants do too. For the Jets, obviously, it's the quarterback decision. Is that Aaron Rodgers? Is that Derek Carr? Is that Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, somebody else? And who gets to make that decision? Is it Joe Douglas, the general manager? Is it Woody Johnson, the owner? What is the right decision for the New York Jets? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to break it down for you. Um, But that's the Jets' tough decision. As for the Giants, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, some of that, it has to do with that. We'll get into that as well. But the Jets are front and center, I think will be front and center in the NFL this offseason in that quarterback decision. 877-337-6666. You want to do Tim McCarver memories? We can do that. Got a lot to do. The All-Star game is on. Uh, I guess it was, uh, let's see, the last I checked, it's like four million to, uh, you know, three and a half million. No, it's like uh, 127 to 113, and we're only midway through the third period. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I'll have half an eye, I guess, on that. Um, 877-337-6666. Phone lines are open. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 